All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Table Podcast from Cross Connection. Hi. I'm, I'm Luke. I'm Lene. Pastor Clarence Crane. Clarence Crane. How you guys doing? I'm good. How's your week so far? Oh, my Sounds gosh. good. I worked 12 hours yesterday, so it wasn't that great. I hate long days like that. It's that's horrible. why I have Mondays off right now, and Mondays off is the best because that's where like all the weekend stuff mm. comes in, and yeah. I can have the money off. It's not going to last for much longer, but Mondays in the meantime, it's nice. and Fridays are my worst day at work, and so... And those are the worst days to have the, the worst day. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Monday, because you're tired from the weekend, and then Friday, right. you want to be done. Right. But you work Saturdays too, right? Yeah. yeah. But Saturdays are an easy day. It's not that bad. I'm sweating. Sorry, y'all. Were you able to uh, share it? Uh, no. No? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to labor with it, so I'll probably, when you ask me a question, I'll say, like you'll say, um, how was the sermon? I'll say, purple, I think. <laughs> okay, well, I'll get there in a second. We can start, we, all, we can start with you, because... Mm-hmm. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about the whole COVID thing because I think it's been oh, yeah. overly done. Yeah. But but just two th- kind of aspects I was interested to talk to you guys about, one with you and one with, with Pastor, okay. is um, you are kind of like me in the sense that your your life hasn't changed a whole lot. Yeah. You're you're still working every day. Mm-hmm. You're still, you know, it's even maybe even more hectic work and more volume and stuff like that. Yes. So what's... What's this been like for you, and like, how has it been for you? You know, ma- maintaining a Christian attitude and maintaining a Christian <laughs> example during during all this stuff, where you're, you're still working a full schedule. What's what's that? So, like do we you? want the the real Christian sure. answer, or do we want the both. real Lene answer? Let's do both. Let's okay. do both. The Christian answer is: I have been like telling everyone about Jesus, and <laughs> everyone I come in contact with, I pray for them and I prophesy over them. That's the Christian answer. The real answer is, and I think we talked about it a little bit when me and Tiffany were on, and that like the first week was horrible for me. I mean, I came home and I could feel everything in those stores. I could feel it emotionally. And I mean, I was crying. I was yelling at my kids. And then I had some time with Jesus where I went into my room and I shut the door and I said, you know what? You're who I need to get help from. So I guess it went back to the Christian answer. <laughs> eventually, you got there eventually. You eventually got there. But now you found sort so, of a, a good balance with all of yeah, that and handling I, all of that. It, well, and I'm still working, so it's not mm. really. I, I'm, I don't have the cabin fever thing. I'm, I'm not stuck in the house either. So. So what would you say to someone who is? Oh, I don't know. Struggling like where you were in the were in the first week. Um, what would you say to someone Nabisco's who's still hiring? <laughs> no, <laughs> someone who's 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 still working and still handling all that. Oh yeah. What would you say to them if they're still in that first section that you were in? Jesus. Get, I know. mean, get along with Jesus get, and, yeah. and and lay your burdens with him and then he gives sure. you so much peace. Sure. I mean, that sounds so Christianese to say, but it's so true. Like yeah, for sure. just having prayer every morning and, and spending time with him in his presence and his word, I mean I'm not saying every day is perfect, but I do walk in much more peace. Good, good, so, good. Than the first week. So the question I had for you is, is, <laughs> is you know, your situation is is kind of unique in the sense of you are like a lot of people that you're you're able to work a lot from home. Obviously, not everything you can do mm-hmm. work from home, but but one thing that's unique about your situation is I look at a, an event like this, sort of look, look, like 9/11. You know, it's this it's a huge event that everyone's kind of going through for the first time. But what's what's unique for you is you're going through all this just like everyone else is, but you're someone who's who's sought for for guidance and yeah. for, for spiritual leading. So what's what's this been like for you as a spiritual leader? You know, going through it just like everyone else is. Yeah. 
on a non-serious note for just a moment, I got to read one comment. It's okay. great. Dale said, Tyler Burns, you look better than normal and sound more knowledgeable and spiritual. Oh, that's Luke. My bad. <laughs> Well, thank you, Dale. That was good. Um, you know, for me, let me just maybe on the on the personal side first. I, I've I've told a couple of people. Merritt and I have talked about it a couple of, a couple of times. Really, and I guess this talks about just how boring my life is. Um, my life really hasn't changed that much. Um, the stuff that I do is pretty much the same. Now I work from home quite a bit more because the office is pretty much closed. Um, but we'll conference call and those kinds of things. But um, I love working from home. I'm a lot more creative at home. Mm-hmm. I, when I put sermons together, I would rather be at home. Um, and so from that aspect, with the part that I like doing the most in ministry, I can do it better from home. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. And then other than that, un, um, unlike a lot of other people, I still get to come to church every Sunday because right. we're doing the live feed. Yeah. So that doesn't change. I mean, the dynamic once you get here is different, mm-hmm. but sort of the preparation and what have you is the same. Um, my ministry work, I, most of you know, I'm a chaplain for, for our local Sunnies and I, I go there quite a bit and check on them and, and, you know, texting people, calling people. So in that sense, you know, it, it, for me personally, it hasn't changed a lot. I, I guess what, what is, is is the thing from on the other side of it sort of in that in that calling side of it is everybody is reacting to this in a little bit different way mm-hmm. so you have some people that I look at it in my mind that's fear and then the other people I look at it and in my mind that's faith and, and both of those uh, perceptions could be wrong you know it could be just caution on the other side it could be recklessness mm-hmm. you know um, so it, that's a little bit of a, a challenge. So what I, what I just try to do is, is my, my very best to determine where a person is when they begin to talk to me and, and, and just try to minister to them on that level. Mm-hmm. So some people come to you, man, they're so excited. They're helping other people and they're ministering and, 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 and to try to feed into that, encourage that, you know, um, bless them in that. And then other people that are just, I mean, they're, they're freaked out by this whole thing mm-hmm. to the place that yeah, they're almost sure. scared to walk out the door. <clears throat> and, 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 and I'm not saying that to, to, to put, you know, push anybody down or cast anybody down in that, that's in that situation, but just, just try to talk to them in that, sure. yeah. at that, at sure. that point. Well, faith and fear is a great segue to uh, talking about the sermon from Sunday from Pastor Merritt because Pastor the, title of the, sermon, the title of the sermon was... Oh, faith is better than fear. Faith is better than fear. Is very, it, very is controversial. It than fear or than fear. Than, than. T H A N. I wrote it down right. Then would be saying faith is better, but then eventually then fear is fear, better. Yeah. <laughs> then fear is pretty good. No, but I have to be honest. When <clears throat> I was watching the live feed, when I went to write it down, I'm like. Or then. Well, and Mary, then I'm like, no, it's then. I Mary, know it's then. I speak a Am pretty, I the only one who struggles I, with that? I speak no, a no. pretty distinct <laughs> level of redneck. Yeah. Merritt's like the next level. <laughs> she's the deeper. Yeah, she's she's I have to interpret for her. Yeah. 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 So, so Lene, what how, what about oh, this uh, sermon did you feel like what was something that you sort of took away from mm. this sermon? Something like that, oh that's a piece for me, that's something that mm. I sort of could I didn't get hear. to really look at my notes too well before you asked me that question. <laughs> Were you okay. awake during the sermon? I was. I actually got dressed this past Sunday. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, I didn't put on makeup, but I did straighten my hair and 
I, I was actually a little embarrassed because at the last minute it was decided I was going to be on camera. I'd planned not to be on camera, so I came in a t-shirt and jeans and just was well, here just to kind of help out. I was when I, I I sat down in the um, overflow just to not have another person in the in the main room, uh-huh. and um, and so then I had to do the opening, and so I said, well, I. I guess it don't matter. Tatiana said, "Wow, pastor's pretty casual <laughs> yeah, today." I was. And I was like, "Well, he's not preaching, so yeah, like, yeah. why not?" Well, I mean, the first thing she talked about because she did spend some time on fear. Yes. She talked about fear a little bit. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about fear first. Let's talk about the the, the negative side okay. first. Um, I can tell you what she said. Sure. S- s- fear s- is a spirit. It's demonic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep going. Keep oh, okay. Going. Um, it has to, um, you have, we have to take authority over it. We have to speak to it and tell it to go. Fear has torment and fear will make you believe things that are not true. So, so let me ask you guys this. Whenever we talk about fear in the church, it's always so negatively talked about and it seems such, such a terrible thing to live into. So, so why do you think people choose to, to remain in that fear, to, to mm. continue to live in fear when it's, when it's so terrible to live in? I, th- I, I can tell you from experience, um, it's easier because you know what it feels like and it's familiar, so you kind of just stay there and you get comfortable there. That's just my experience. Although one time I was dealing with some fear and I went up for prayer and pastor said, um, just don't fear. And I was like, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> and I... It actually helped. It helped. It actually helped. I mean, I went home and I'm like, you're right. I, I, I Like, the thought was not even there that I should not just not don't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, like, turn away from it and just don't do it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I guess that works, too. Well, you know, it's, kinda, that, it's simple, but it, yeah. it helped. It, 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 we, sometimes we make things that are simple very complex mm-hmm. and it's really simple. No, I mean, it's easy. Right. And that's the reason we think, well, it's gotta be, it's gotta be more difficult than right. that because it's not easy. Right. But it really is simple. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus said plenty of times, fear not. Right. And he didn't give any expla- explanation no. for it. He said, well, this is how you do it. Right. You, you just have to choose, yeah. uh, choose not to fear. Yeah. And, and once again, it's pretty simple, but it's, it's not easy. And I think that's good too. Like we could just tell our soul, Mm-hmm. Hey, Jesus said, "Fear right. not." Yeah, it, like yeah. when fear comes, just say, "Well, Jesus said, fear not." Right, and, and I think that. I think a lot of times, fear keeps you back from doing something unknown or something scary mm-hmm. or something that maybe you're not ready for, and so we can hold on to that fear mm-hmm. to be able to, like you said, keep us in our comfort right. zones. So, so we we latch onto that fear, and we let the fear take control because then it stops us from doing anything that's scary. Yeah, it stops us from doing anything that's yeah. You know, I think sometimes too, it, it can come down to. Like, um, and, and you can go way down in a, in a rabbit hole with this, but it, it can kind of come down to interpretations of definitions and those kinds of things. So, for example, a, a person might say, well, I have a fear of snakes, and that's a healthy fear because a snake can, can kill you. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, when we, when we start talking about it in a biblical sense, that's not, that's not fear. Mm-hmm. Right. That's fear. That's caution, right. you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's wise to be cautious of a rattlesnake. Sure, you know, that sure. You don't right. have to. That that's just that's just reality. So, but fear is is that part of you that is tormented, and 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 when Merritt says uh, said that it, it is demonic, it has a, the Bible actually says that mm-hmm. in, in Timothy it says 
he has not given us a spirit of right. fear. Some right. versions say timidity or whatever. So it is, right. it is, it is a spiritual quality, mm-hmm. and, uh, a spiritual designation, and and it's, and, and I'm just be a little frank here. So oh no no that's not that it's it, you know it's, you should have natural fear or whatever. That's what the enemy wants you to believe. Right. He wants you to believe. Oh no, that's just you. <clears throat> you know, and, and and as long as he can stay undercover and and hidden from that, then you're going to. And you were talking about why do people give it? Why do, why do people choose fear rather than um, uh, than faith? Think about even how we say it. Well, you give in to fear. Mm-hmm. It's easier to give in mm-hmm. than it is to stand in right. faith. Right. So right. it's just easier. Yeah. It, it, it's not more fun, no. <laughs> you know, as yeah. Merritt said later and probably get yeah. to it. Uh, faith is better, right. sure. but fear is it's easier. Right. Just give in. Right. So how do you, because you're obviously, you know, you're not a kid. You've lived long enough to, to handle wow. fear, to deal, to deal with fear, to, to go through fear. What are some ways that you handle overcoming fear um, or, or dealing with fear? Um, well, I just don't do it. <laughs> According to pastor who prayed for me, right. just don't do it. Right. Um, I, I really, I cannot stress enough. And I think it always goes back to like um, Psalm 91. And I think even Merritt talked about when you make him your dwelling place. Oh, yeah. wow. That's so big. Yeah. When you make him your dwelling place, whom shall I fear? Whom shall I right. fear? And, 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 and even using that scripture, like he hasn't given me the spirit of fear. So right. using the word and making him my dwelling place, I think it's key. I, th- okay. I really think that like there, there's your answer almost. I, I want to give you maybe just a little natural example of that from my childhood. Uh, we lived actually in a pretty good neighborhood, but there was like every neighborhood, there's a couple of bullies and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff in the neighborhood. And there was a, uh, a couple of bullies there that, you know, they were... They were older than us, but about our same size, so, so they'd pick on some of us guys, you know. So uh, I remember specifically a couple of times being out of our dwelling mm-hmm. and, and being out, and, and one of those bullies would come up and start one of their things with us or whatever. And I knew if I could just get home and get in my dwelling, mm-hmm. I was going to be safe. safe. Mm-hmm. I was going to be, because my mom was home and she was going to take right. care of me. She wasn't she was scared than bullies, right. you know. And, and so I think that kind of concept is, is, is exactly the same thing. The reason you're fearful is you're not in that dwelling. Right. It, but when you're with God and you know you're with Him, <laughs> The, the fear yeah. goes. Yeah. It, it can't stay because right. you're, you're in the dwelling. Right. That's good. So, so can you, let's, let's maybe talk about that more. That was later in her sermon, but talk about, you know, being, being in the dwelling place. Mm-hmm. Now, now, obviously, I don't think this needs to be said, but just that's not saying that the only way you can not have fear is to get into your prayer closet. Right. And like, that's the only place that you're not going to feel fear. I think what we're more talking about is is having that constant mindset. You know, obviously having that time in your secret place or in your prayer closet to where you you spend time with God and you come, become acquainted with God. But taking right. that out, what does that look like? Taking that 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 spirit and that mindset out from your closet to yeah. your daily life. Well, I just want to say too, because you're right. It's not. I fear when I'm outside of my closet, and then when I'm in the closet, obviously I don't fear there. But because I think you were saying it too, when you get so close to Jesus and you start having that relationship with him that's so close, I know his heart and his heart is not for me to fear. Mm -hmm. So then when I come out of the closet, I know his heart and I know what he has for me. And then I have like this confidence that I don't have to fear because I have a confidence in him 
that I found out in the secret place and in the dwelling place. Like I found that out when I was there. So now I can just kind of walk with this boldness and confidence because I know who I am right. and I know who holds me. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah and it does. <laughs> and, and, and I think it's a great way, really a great question, uh, church member Luke, um, that, um, <laughs> that, uh, th- that, you know, it, the way I, the example I gave, kind of a limited example because it makes it sound like it's a location. Mm-hmm. And, and really, since we're talking about something spiritual, it's not a geographical location. Right, right, you right. Know? And, and really, that dwelling place is relational. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's right. how I'm walking in relationship right. to the Lord. And, and I think that's, that's, that's where fear has the greatest opportunity to be overcome is when I'm walking in that relationship with the Lord. It's, it's almost like an uh, analogy I think you could use is getting into a pool is analogous to getting in your, your dwelling, the dwelling place is, you know, you get in there and once you get out, you're still drenched in water mm-hmm. and you're still covered in the water. Mm-hmm. That, but eventually good. you're going to dry off. Yeah. Eventually all that water is going to dissipate and evaporate. And so that's why it's important to take regular time back, getting back in the pool, getting mm-hmm. back in your dwelling place. Yeah. So that it's, it's with you constantly, wherever right. you're going. Right. And, I, and I think we even said this on the table like a couple of days ago. It becomes a lifestyle. Yeah. It has to be a lifestyle. It can't only be, not saying that you shouldn't when you're afraid, but it can't only just be in fear. Like it has to be a constant thing mm-hmm. when things right. are good, when things are bad. That is where my lifestyle is, is with him. Right. Something that you mentioned a few minutes ago that I want to swing back around to before we go back to the other um, points that uh, Pastor Merritt made um, is you made the, the point about someone saying that they're just cautious mm-hmm. instead, of, mm-hmm. instead of living in fear. And now, I'm interested to hear you guys' opinion on this because I think that there is a line, you know, not to bring up the COVID thing, but I think there is a line, you know, with, with this, everything that's going on of being cautious. Cause I think there mm-hmm. are certain things that you should do, you know, mm-hmm. not going out and being around a lot of people, not touching a bunch of stuff and then touching hands on your face, mm-hmm. they're, they're not being, Don't touch being, your face, being six feet away from people. There, there, there is a line of ca- cautiousness versus fear. Mm-hmm. So how, how would you maybe advise somebody or, or say to somebody who, who, has trouble seeing that they're not just being cautious, that they are being overrun by fear and they are letting fear take well, over. Here's, a, for me, this, Merit, uh, and I've talked about this uh, quite a bit because her in a different way than me, but we both are two people. Maybe maybe everybody does and, and we just think we're kind of uh, different, but um, both of us have dealt with fear in our life and, and, um, so she she deals with it in a different way than I do. But one of the things that she said I think is exactly right is is when you hear something, how does it make you feel? How do you, how do you how do you respond to it mm-hmm. once you hear it? So for example, and I'll take it specifically to this uh, COVID nineteen thing is if somebody says something like, um, "Well, you really ought to be wearing a mask when you go out in, your, in public." You go, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. I mean, I may do that. You know, and, and and you uh, uh, and you start wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. You think, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good idea. I think that's kind of cautious, you know. Right. But if you go, oh my goodness, I haven't been wearing a mask. Yeah. Right. I, I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta go buy five hundred masks. Mm-hmm. I gotta get some masks. I gotta wear it wherever I go. So, so I think. And then once you do it, you still don't feel any better. You mm-hmm. think, what else am I not doing? What mm-hmm. else am I? What else am I not accomplishing? What am I? Right. I gotta wash my hands seventy five times mm-hmm. a day. You know, all right. those kinds of things. And once again, 
It has nothing to do with whether or not you wear a mask or wash your hands. Both of those things are, are good. Joel said to me the other day, Pop, I'm tired of washing my hands. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, think, I think that, that uh, all those things are, are, can be cautious, but it's why, you're, why am I doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm doing it because, oh my goodness, I'm scared, then for me that's, yeah. once again, you might still need to wear the mask, but you still got to deal with the fear, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, what about like uh, for you, Lene? A really big thing for a lot of people, and a, a big struggle is mm-hmm. in terms of with kids. Now I know you're you're kind of to the point where your kids are almost starting to grow up, and, mm-hmm. and you obviously will always be a mother. But the the time when they were little and small, and mm-hmm. you know, easily hurt, you know, is kind of over. What about fear where they're concerned? You know, in terms of being cautious or letting fear over their lives and safety take over. How do you navigate stuff like that? Um, well, I can say that I'm out there every single day, and I really am not concerned. I mean, I'm, I'm cautious, and I've been washing my hands, which I agree with Joel. I'm so tired of washing my hands. <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired of using hand sanitizer because mm. my hands are getting dry. I know, too. And I'm constantly having to put lotion on. But and I never again, noticed that kind of thing about myself. I mean, well... Yeah. Well, and I already work with like boxes yeah. and all that crap, and it yeah. like makes my hands like that, anyways. And this is just adding to it. Right. But anyways, what was the question again? Uh, <laughs> caution and fear in terms of like raising oh, kids right. and being so, a mother and stuff like that. But is, but I don't really care. But then when the kids get out there and they want to go to a friend's house or right. go to Walmart, I am like, wash <laughs> your hands, don't touch anything. I was like, look at everything and don't touch it, yeah. like. So I I can see where I'm a little bit more fearful when it comes to my children, just because right. I know that I'm paying attention to myself, and but I don't feel like you're not they, contro- you're not I can't control them, yeah. and yeah. and that's driving me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's thanks another, for pointing that out. Well, well, that, I was just gonna say that's another aspect it's of fear. Hard. I'm not yes, in control. That's right. You know, and 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 faith, I'm really not in control either. Uh, but but it's putting my faith in something mm-hmm. that in in someone who is in control mm-hmm. and, so, and, and his plan and those kinds of things. But that's where real fear starts to slip in. Yep. is when I know I'm not in control. Right, you know, and and it can it can make that's like people being afraid to fly. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason they're afraid to fly is is they have a misconception that when they're driving their car, they're really in control, mm-hmm. you know? And, and then when you get in an airplane... The pilot is in control. Yeah, he, he's, in, he's in control. And, yeah. and, and, and while there's a modicum of truth with that, the reality is it's not true. That's true. You know, and, and so it's the same thing with all this kind of stuff is yeah. that that is another aspect of fear. You're just not in control. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think the lack of control and the unknown are probably, for at least it, when I deal with fear in my life it are the two biggest things is I'm not in control or I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. or I don't, you know, I can guess what's going to happen. And obviously as humans, we always guess the worst thing that's going right. to happen. Yeah. And I think a lot of times just not knowing. I go straight to doomsday. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Or, 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 or even invent scenarios that are never going to happen, right. but like, oh, this could happen. And in some universe it could. Yeah. Like my kids, when they're driving on the road, I automatically see, them off in a ditch because they swerved or they hit someone like that's where my not that they arrived safely at home and to their destinations i automatically think and i I think i think that's what goes back to what we were touching on about um make him your dwelling place Mm -hmm. you know because if if you make your dwelling place and you put most of your focus and your 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 first emotions and your first thoughts on things of this world right then they're not going to give you that backbone that you need the 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 litany of things that are in the bible 
about not just fear, mm-hmm. about anything that you're going to come in contact. <clears throat> you need to start having water on the podcast. Uh, anything, anything you're going to have, mind. anything you're going to have throughout your day. You know, making him your dwelling place answers all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It answers all those things. Yeah. So. Do you want to take a break real quick to see if there's anybody saying anything or commenting yeah, uh, anything? Actually, here's, anything? here's something. Just, uh, uh, a while ago, when you said that about the water, uh, Crystal Little said that was a great analogy. And then a little bit later on, I said something, and, and she said, uh, uh, was saying that was right. So we need like some kind of scorecard. That, <laughs> I was going to say, that um, when, when Lene we, said a couple things too. Uh, said when, we say, when, when I say something good, I get like a point. Yeah. And you get a point. At the end, wh- whoever has the most points right. yeah. but wins. I, I, well, never mind. <laughs> but no, that, I, was I gonna thought. Say, uh, uh, it doesn't help when pastors on here because everybody's going to be like, Pastor. Uh, uh, Kenny uh, and uh, Kenny Dina Burns. So I, I'm thinking it's probably Dina because I think Kenny may still be working. Uh, let faith be an a, uh, an action, and remember that fear is a feeling. Faith in action will dispel mm. dispel fear. That's, good. that's really good. That's yeah, mm. I, I think that we have to remember that um, um, fear fear is yeah, fear is definitely a passive process, right. whereas faith is an active process. It's something that's something that you're doing. I think that's yeah. a great point. And then Heather uh, Joseph, hey Heather. Hi Heather. Uh, said yesterday. I did get your text. I, I felt the Lord used uh, uh, Lord used being a parent to remind me as uh, motherly as I am, and as much as I want the best protection, etc., for my son, he is my parent, and just as uh, uh, and just as or even more so concerned for me. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I've always said, and, and, and people that don't have kids always get ticked off when you say things like this, Luke, but um, there, there's a certain, uh, there, there's certain aspects of just the way you live life you don't fully understand until you have kids. And, and, and it's, not, it's not that you can't have as much faith or anything right, like right. that. That's not, that's not the point. But that, what Heather said is so, is so good. Luke, of course, is my son. Uh, he is a church member, but he's also my son. And and when I think about Luke, when I so in the morning times, I'll get up. I, you guys know I get up really early, and I walk outside. And on days that I see it's foggy, the first thing that comes to my mind: pray for Luke, pray for Luke, because it's foggy he's today. Yep. He's going to be driving. He's going to be <laughs> delivering mail in this fog, or possibly pray for him. And I start praying for his protection. And what Heather said is exactly the truth. The moment God sees us in a situation, he's there interceding for yeah. us. He's, he's pulling for us. He's wanting us. So you're us. telling me this never ends, that I'm going to feel this way about my kids. Oh, yeah. It, it, oh, well, it, it, uh, uh, um, I was hoping it ends. The, the, it doesn't end. And, and in fact, it, it's worse because then I can't call him up and say, Luke, make sure you use your headlights. You know, I can't do that. I got to he's got enough sense to use his headlights. Well, yeah. At what age do I stop texting them though and say like these I don't things? know. You have to ask Mary because well, yeah, yeah. the mother relationship is different because I still oh, get okay. calls from my mom or if we're eating food with toothpicks in it or bones in it, she'll make sure. I'm like, Mom, I'm 30 years old. I've eaten fish before. Although she has backed off some now that you're married. Yeah. You better pick up the slack. She didn't remind you at tax season this year to do no. your taxes. No. She didn't? No. Wow. She's turned the corner. Wow, yeah, yeah, she's she's, la- she's laying that all in Kim's lap now. Oh, Kim, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> your mom says it never ends one day. <laughs> I'm 
like, I just, sometimes <sighs> I'm like, am I ever, I mean, Tatiana's 22 and I'm like, yeah. one day this is going to end. I know it. Yeah. I can feel it. I just assume that the things that you worry about are going to change where they're, where they're oh, concerned. Then, yeah. then it's like they get married and then it's like, am I going to worry about, do they have enough money to pay their bills? Are they going to mm, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crystal says the, the realization that he loves our uh, children more than us mm-hmm. helps us to break the cycle of fear. Yeah. And that's, that is true. That is true. And he, in the same way that he cares about me, he cares right. for, my, yeah. for my kids. Yeah. Same for their salvation, too. And she says, it don't get rid of it, but it helps. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and you know the thing is, and I think that's a great point. I think Merritt and I talk about this a lot because of, of the reality that the things that she deals with with fear is different than I, mm-hmm. I am. So there's certain aspects of my life. I don't, I mean, probably to a fault, I don't worry about it. It don't bother me. I could care less, mm-hmm. and 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 it just doesn't bother me. And and very rarely do I have any even an inkling of concern or even fear where it's mm-hmm. concerned. But there's other things that will wake me up in the middle of yeah. night, and I can't go back to sleep. Yeah. You know. And so I think there's areas of our life that we have we're strong. And so it can be the same way with our kids. There's certain aspects of what they're doing we won't worry about, right. and there's certain aspects of. I'm not saying that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's where we have to to struggle to get the, yeah. the victory. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about faith during the battle. Mm-hmm. That was uh, one of the last things that she talked about was the last sort of chunk of her sermon. And that was mm-hmm. where the whole dwelling place thing came in. Um, let's talk about having faith during the battle. You know, having, you know, I feel like there's a lot of times there's two minds that we're, we're in. You know, we read a scripture and we say, oh, yeah, we believe that. You know, we, believe, we believe he's the God of healing. Mm-hmm. We believe that. You know, he's not given us a spirit of fear. And we can say that and intellectually believe it. Mm-hmm. But then when we're in the battle, you know, we have that other mind of like, yeah, I understand that he says it, but it doesn't feel like he's giving, right. giving me not a spirit of fear, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this totally answers your question, <laughs> but it's the first thing that popped in my head when you when you started talking about, about faith. And, and I'm just going to be brutally honest here. I said it in church not too long ago when we actually still met together. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, or maybe maybe it was the first week and I had a lot more a lot more boldness to say it with nobody in front of me. I don't remember. Uh, but um, it, it concerns me the number of of from my perception, the number of full gospel or at least believers that believe in the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit that don't spend time praying in the spirit. Um, I know for some people it may be a, a comfort level. They just haven't ever gotten into it yeah. or, or whatever the case may be. Oh my goodness. That is something that absolutely needs to be developed. Yeah. Uh, the Bible clearly says in Jude uh, verse 20, it says building up our most holy faith, mm-hmm. praying in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in Ephesians chapter six, where it's talking about putting on the whole armor of God, and it's talking about it comes to a, an aspect of the armor. It's the spiritual aspect of the armor, and and some people kind of exclude that as a part of the armor, but it actually is a part of the armor. It says praying in the Spirit, mm-hmm. and and I believe that is absolutely crucial to crushing fear. Yeah. is is praying in the Spirit, and and I feel like that you know. 
people ought to to learn to develop that in their life. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and just to be honest, it concerns me the number of people that would actually believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit in, in, the, in the fashion that we believe in it, where you, can, where you do speak in tongues, mm-hmm. that they spend very little of their, of their time doing that. I believe it's just a, a magnificent way to yeah. battle fear. I mean, it does other things too, but it definitely battles fear. So then what's, what's a, let's say someone's listening right now and they're like, yeah, that really hits home with me. I really, I really don't spend enough time praying in the spirit. So let's look at it practically. I know that the simple answer is just start doing it, mm-hmm. but practically, so, so are you say like, just take five minutes a day starting out with, yeah. You know, um, I do this thing. I, I, I get up. Uh, I, I can't say I do it every day. And right now things have shifted a little bit. But my routine in the morning is is I get up and um, I t- take the first few minutes, the first couple of minutes trying to wake up a little bit. And then I just spend the next little bit of time in, in prayer. And then I purposely, whether I go outside or stay inside or whatever, I purposely focus on praying in the Spirit. And then there, I just kind of have different. So, at, at, and this is going to sound weird. At thirty minutes, six minutes past the hour, I sit down and start memorizing scripture. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that time come into my mind, but that's the time I'm going to sit down at, at thirty six minutes past the hour, and I'm going to start memorizing scripture. And so, for the next fourteen minutes, I'm memorizing scripture, mm-hmm. and and then I spend a few minutes before I get dressed into my uh, workout clothes meditating on on some aspect of the, of the Holy Spirit. So for me it is it's, it's it, I think once you start developing it like that, I think you have to be mindful of it like that. But then I think what happens is it starts overflowing into other aspects of your life. So you'll actually be driving down the road and find yourself praying and all of a sudden you start flowing into and praying in the spirit. So I, so, I so like that. how have you found that in your life? Cuz I know you, there was definitely a shift in your life where you like yeah. were like just diving in head first. Mm-hmm. Did you notice any kind of differences when you started praying in the spirit a lot more and yeah. spending time, you know, speaking in tongues and well, things like that? And and I will I will say about um, having structure too, kind of like what you're talking about. I think it is important to say at this time I'm going to pray. I think um, I think it's just important to do that. But I will also say that I go about it differently. I go about it to when I'm on the way to prayer in the mornings. I actually ask the Holy Spirit, like, what are we going to do today? Like, how yeah. do you want me to pray today? Do you want me to spend the full hour? speaking in tongues nonstop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to read your word and pray into the word, like over my children, over our church and things like that? Do you want me to sit in silence? Do you want me to worship the whole yeah. time? I, that's the way I, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so I think there should be structure as far as like a, a time that you set yeah. apart mm-hmm. for him. But the way it goes about, I would, I would ask the Holy Spirit if it needs to be more structured, right. like pastor saying, Go for it. Right. If that's me, the way the Lord and yeah. you work well together, yeah, then for go sure. for it. For sure. well, and, and let me say, and, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I say that's what happens on most normal days. Mm-hmm. But there, but there are some days that I'll be praying and I'll just keep right on praying and right. I'll spend that right. time memorizing scripture. And then there's other times that I just say I'll just start. Re- I'll, I'll be thinking of a scripture and I'll start reading it back or saying it back in my head right. and, I, and I'll open up my Bible and, and, and that may be at 15 minutes after yeah. or something yeah. like that, you know? So yeah, I, it, I guess what I'm saying more than anything else is what I'm saying is, is that when I pray, 
or, or when I spend time with the Lord, there are going to be some components to yeah. that. There's going to be yes. some aspects of to it. Some days it may be a little bit longer here, mm-hmm. a little bit, and sometimes it may be several times during the day. But when I'm thinking about my day with the Lord, there are going to be some things that yeah. I that I intend right. to have in it. And I guess what I'm trying to say is praying in the Spirit is definitely one of those things yes. I intend and, to have in and it. And I'll add on to that because I agree with you. Once you start doing it, when I leave prayer in the mornings and I start going to work, I'm praying in the Spirit on the way to work. Right. I'm mm, speaking right. in tongues on the way to work. I'm worshiping on the way to work. <laughs> And it's not because I'm sitting here like, oh, I should continue to do it. It's just become like a right, like right. a fluent thing. Right. I mean, I'll stock shelves and all of a sudden I just start speaking in tongues <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> because I feel it. like yeah. the spirit is, it, you know. Yeah, saying, and I think the important thing, it. what you guys are kind of saying, there's really no wrong way to do it. However you structure it or whenever you set the time aside. But the important thing is is it. that you set that time aside. Right. Yes. And, and, you know, in, in my... And maybe in just a different way, and this is, isn't the greatest analogy, but it just kind of pops in my head, is, is Merritt and I say to each other plenty of times during the day, we're the same, like a lot of the people when we end a conversation on the phone, I love you, that kind of thing. But, but we'll just be at home and I'll, and, and I'll say, hey, baby, I love you or, 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 or something like that. It's just kind of a natural part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it just flows from that, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or walking over and giving her a hug or, or whatever, or her walking over and kissing me on the cheek or, or whatever, just those kinds of things that just kind of happens, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it just kind of flows. Yeah. There obviously, as husband and wife, there's, 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 those moments where you're speaking purposely mm-hmm. uh, to each other uh, in, in loving ways, but then it just kind of a natural throughout right, the, right. Um, the day, you know, and that's and, how it should be with the Lord. Exactly. It should be such a close relationship mm-hmm. that sometimes I just tell him how much I love him. Yeah. And then sometimes I come mm-hmm. in with like an agenda, yeah, like Lord, we need to talk about <laughs> yeah, Elijah, yeah. Tatiana and Isaiah, <laughs> and we need to talk about them right now. But but that's how you would do with the spouse, right, you know, like sometimes right, we got to right. talk about bills and then not that I'm married, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Eventually it's coming, you yeah. know, you talk yeah. about bills and then sometimes you just have fun yeah, and, yeah. and love on each yeah. other. So, so I'm, I'm curious, you know, I feel like you said multiple times in the podcast or just, I feel like you're walking in a stronger faith than you've ever walked yes. in your entire life. So what's it like for you? Like now when you go through a battle, trying to hold on to that faith versus how it was like 10 or so years ago, you know, going through a battle. I, I think in the past, it was more about what what works do I need to do right now to like get favor with God or to um, to get answers from God. And now I don't worry about what I need to do as much as I just want to go spend time with him because mm. I know that that's where answers will come from. I know that's where comforting will come from. That's that's where I'm going to get my strength is yeah. with him and sure. his word. In the past, I think I would have been like, I got to show up for church every single time the doors are open. Like it was more of a, a striving thing and more of like works. Right, where now right. it's just like, it's him. And then he kind of like, like answers you're, you're, everything. So before you're like, God, see, I'm really dedicated yes, to you. Yes, you know? like I'm proving how good I am. I'm yeah, proving yeah. how self-righteous I am. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and I'll just say this one more thing. I, I think... Once again, and, and, and Crystal uh, made a, a remark about this. Crystal's about, like going to be our top fan yeah, exactly. right now. <laughs> uh, it talks about because it's supernatural things. Sometimes people are just kind of, uh, it, it it's, can be odd to them or strange mm-hmm. to them. It, mm-hmm. That's not exactly what our comment says, but it kind of lends itself to that. And, and I think that's, some people are, are, they're just, 
it's uncomfortable to begin mm-hmm. with, and it's 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 odd, and all those kinds of things. And and I really believe that some of that is the enemy feeding those kinds of thoughts yeah. in, into our thought process. But here, uh, Brandy, join us from Wyoming. Brandy's um, become. Brandy. I've been seeing her on everything Cross yeah. Connections been doing. She's so. awesome. Yeah, she's the coolest. Uh, she she said I'd never experienced praying in the spirit until I had my first anxiety attack, uh, and she said I was crying out to the Lord to help, and it just came bubbling wow, out. Wow, that's awesome. And, and, and that's exactly um, what happens is is when we get in those in those situations, there's something, and, <laughs> and really that's what Romans eight is kind of lending itself to is, is we get in those high pressure situations, and it don't even have to necessarily be high pressure situations. But we get into circumstances. It can even be about expressing our love to God, and we're, we're failing with words. And the Holy Spirit comes along and helps us yeah. to 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 uh, to express what mm-hmm. we're supposed. To. It's yeah. it's the craziest thing in my, if you think about it. And I think that's maybe another reason that people struggle with it because it's kind of this crazy way to think about it is I don't even know how to pray, and God says, "Yeah, here, let me help you. Right. Let me help. Right. Let me help, help you talk right. to me." Yeah. Right. And and it's kind of. <laughs> kind of weird you know uh, uh, so uh, let me tell you you're part of the conversation yeah, because if, if I was going to say if I was going to well, if you were going to say pastor I'm, I'm trying to tell you what I think about you as a pastor I said well here let me tell you what I want to hear you know and, and that would be weird yeah, you know yeah. but when it obviously when it comes he's omnipotent so he gets a pass yeah, yeah exactly. so the second thing that uh, Pastor Merritt said in during a, uh, faith during your battle is building yourself up mm-hmm. mm. so what, what do you guys think that looks like Building yourself up. Well, like, yeah, yeah. praying in the spirit. But I think I think, and and I don't want to just make it sound like I'm just kind of running under uh, the the a log with that. The Bible also says faith comes by hearing and hearing, hearing by, by the, the word, word of God. Yeah. So so the word of God is powerful mm-hmm. in building faith. And let me just go back to that the scripture memorization thing. Um, I I had. Um, about a year ago, or maybe I don't know where it was, but uh, I I started having this this issue where I felt like that I was struggling to remember things mm. more than normal people's names and those kinds of things, and 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 I felt like it was anyway it was bothering me. Let's just put it that way. And I really felt one day that the Lord said, "Start memorizing scripture," mm. and that's going to shift. And 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 so I started memorizing scripture, and I think just the maybe the natural process of memorizing and that kind of thing probably helped with that. But because I was responding to something that, that God said to me and I was reading his word and that word was finding lodging in my heart mm. and I was speaking that word in faith and I was working, I believe it actually helped have me to have the confidence. I'm going to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to remember. And, and so I think, I think that the word is powerful yeah. in, in building your faith. Well, and I, I'm going to also take off of that, but I, I think I said this too. Um, the first week all this took place and I read Psalm 91. I read it once and I was like, yeah, I got this. Like, mm. I'm good to go. Until that first week when all of that came crashing in. And then I was like, oh, I really don't have that word hidden in my heart yeah. like I thought I did. So yeah. then I had to go back and not only read Psalm 91 again, but now I'm started like, then I started to meditate on it and I started to like devour it. And, and then when I was walking in the store, it came easily to me. Like I, I started to have a little bit of like, maybe it's anxiety. I don't know. I could just feel the mm-hmm. atmosphere. And I was like, wait a minute, there's nothing to be afraid of. Like no plague is going to come near my house. Right. right. So 
that I agree with pastor on that. Like, it's not just about like, you just read the word, like you have to um, like get it deep into your heart by memorization or by just reading it over and over and over again. Right. And I think there's no better example than of that. And I've always not the first person that's ever pointed this out. But when you look at Jesus in the wilderness, when he was fasting mm-hmm. and he was tempted by Satan, every time he was tempted by Satan, he responded with scripture. Right. You know, and so I think that that's a great, whatever battle you're going through, you know, whatever thing, and if, if it's fear that you're dealing with or whatever, you know, look in the scripture, look into the word of, well, what does the Bible say about this? What is God's word about that? And, and use that. Yeah. And when you're in those moments of weakness, when you're in those moments of fear or whatever you're struggling with, say those scriptures out loud. Yeah. Say, say it like you're saying it to the enemy. Yeah. Saying it like you're saying it to your situation because, you know, it's not just words. You know, the Bible is not just words or a set of guidelines. There's power in the words of the Bible. There's authority in the words of the Bible. Mm -hmm. So, so getting in that word and speaking those things over your life is not just a mantra to help you feel better. It's something that actually carries power and carries weight and does something. That's good. Uh, Becca said, uh, building yourself up implies that you're down by definition. You're not going to feel it when you start building yourself up. It's okay to be honest about, where you're at and keep going. Mm. And, and I think one of the, one of the uh, challenges with talking like this is because you get kind of excited and maybe emotional about it, that, that there's this um, implication that we're saying that this is a feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I'm not saying Becca says what we're saying that, but I think there Becca. can be, it can, well, she's already an angelic singer. Now she makes these great, <laughs> real great, great remarks. Uh, but uh, that, that, that faith is not a feeling. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is a spiritual quality. It's a fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so when we have faith, but, but I will say this, faith does feel better than fear. Yes. You know, uh, it, it, it definitely does. But it's not about a feeling. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is about saying that I don't look at the circumstances. I don't even judge it by how I feel. It's about what God says yeah. and what the Holy Spirit is doing through me. And I, oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say on a whole other note, uh-huh. uh, Lene said, or uh, Heather said, uh, uh, Heather said, Lene Fennell is watching now with me and he wants to be a guest on your podcast. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, you've, got to drive, you've got to drive the truck though. <laughs> you got to drive the truck up here if, if you're on the podcast. I was also going to say, just talking about the word, um, don't even, um, or do hear from the Lord a word as well. Mm-hmm. It's not always just the Bible too. Like when you're in your prayer closet or you're in your secret place, you can actually hear a word from God too. And you can yeah, stand sure. on that word because he gave it to for you sure. personally, mm-hmm. which and most of the time he does lead back to right. the word when he yeah. gives a word, but I'm just saying. And, it can definitely be based on it. And, yes. and another point of, of building yourself up, and this kind of also leads into the third point that she made in this section, is I think a lot of times we, we feel in, in any battle, and especially with fear battles, we feel like, I just want to get through this. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to do what I can to get through this. And that's, that's not scriptural. We're not called to just get through things. We're not, call, we're not called to just make it. We're called to be overcomers right. and to be conquerors. Right. So we're to build ourselves up because God's made us conquerors and overcomers over our situations and over our battles. We're not supposed to limp across the finish line. We're supposed to sprint across the finish mm-hmm. line. You know, so, so it's so important to build yourself up for those reasons as well. Yeah. I just had this thought too. Um, I, for some reason, I just saw a race happening. And just because somebody went across the finish line first doesn't mean the race is over. Right. Like I still have to finish it myself. Yep. 
I, I don't know. That just yeah. came, came well, in my and, head. Right. And, and, and you know, there's those analogies of, of, of racing in, in the scripture. But what's kind of interesting about God's race, we all can win. Mm-hmm. You know, we all get participation trophies. You know, <laughs> no, we, all, we all can actually win, you know, and, and, and we can all be overcomers. Yeah. And he intends for us to be yeah. uh, overcomers. So that's I think that's, that's, that's powerful. Good. So the third thing she said in this uh, series of points, she said, hold, and she quoted the scripture, this, hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast mm-hmm. until the end. Boy, is that easier said than done. (laughs) Well, and and once again, I think it's one of those things that, you know, as I'm listening to a sermon like that, I was listening to Merritt on on Sunday, and and what I often think about, maybe because I'm a minister, is I think about how are people hearing this Mm -hmm. and how are people reacting to this, Mm -hmm. you know. So I'm thinking, how how do people hear that, you know. And so I think there's there's this, this tendency uh, to, to people to say just like that, well that's easier said than done mm-hmm. and almost be offended right. by it okay be offended but that's what the Bible says that's right. you know that's right. you know it, it, the reality is that's an expectation that right. God has out of us and and but the re, but even though there's that expectation he gives us the tools he gives us the resources he gives us the support mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. we may not always do it well, every day right. may do it poorly, even for seasons. Right. But he's given us the way to do yeah. that. Because he doesn't tell us um, that we can do something and then say, "Oh, well, you're on your own too." Right. Exactly. He's what do you figure that us, out? He's going to give us. Everything what do you think? Because we we've all, I know we've all been in church a long time, and we hear stories about people who have prayed for things for years, mm-hmm. five years, mm-hmm. ten years, twenty years. What, what do you think the process is like for someone like that, or if you guys, if, if you've gone through something like that, for? For holding your confidence, I'm still praying for stead- yeah. So, so how, how do you hold your confidence steadfast like that? From, from, as 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 you know, as sure as you were at the beginning to right. this point now, where you're you know, however long in. I what I, does it look like for you? I heard something last year that I've just kind of been holding on to. I stopped looking at the promise and I looked at the promise maker. Yeah. And so I've just been staying focused on him, and, and he is my focus because. It's not a question of if the promise is going to come to pass or not. It's going to come to pass. But in the meantime, I'm supposed to be looking at him. And for some reason, that has just, like, changed my whole mindset about the promise. Where I was praying about the promise constantly, which I still do. But I'm just saying, I I don't... It's not my focus. He's my focus now. So I think that is... I mean, staying on Jesus is the answer right. i mean well, he's the answer to and, it all and, and i think to sort of expand on that a lot of times if we're focused on that on the, on the, the problem or whatever mm-hmm. we went through we can see like you know for, so for instance let's say you you've been wanting to buy a house for a long time or a person's going to be wanting to buy a house and if they're focused on that right they can see like man look at how many steps are between me and living right. in a house having the right job mm-hmm. finding the property you know all these all these different steps that are preventing me from right. getting to that goal. And, and in reality, we don't look at the fact that, you know, God doesn't have to go by steps. Mm-hmm. God doesn't need steps that, you know, you, you got to do this first. And get it. If, if God wanted to, he could make a house appear like right. that for you. You right. know, obviously he, he wants your journey to be a little bit more mm-hmm. fruitful than that. But when you look to him as, as opposed to looking at the problem, you know, God is not constrained by the rules of society and God's not constrained by the laws of nature. You know, so if we don't look to the situation and all the problems that are Mm -hmm. ahead of us, then we don't get bogged down and that, that faith that we had at the beginning can, it's a lot easier for it to stay stronger. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things I've heard people say this before too, is, is that 
uh, and, and I think there's some truth in this, is that when a person first comes to the Lord, they'll pray for something and like six seconds later, he's answering that prayer. You know, yeah. it, it happens. And then, <laughs> and then other times in your life, uh, it, it almost can almost can seem like you're you're double talking when you say, "Well, I'm just holding on to the to the promise, and, and I believe that it's happened, but it, the evidence isn't there." Right. Those kinds of things, and, and so really, faith is 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 just holding, like you say, it's holding on to God yep. and believing Him, and, and not worrying so much about whether or not the answer itself has come. In that sense, you know the answer's come. Right. You know it has. You may not actually see it or touch it or feel it, mm-hmm. but you know it's happened. And, and you rely on the Word of God and, and, and put your put your faith in it. And, and I'm even going to say, say this in sort of an abstract way. I much rather would live my life believing that God is going to answer something, even though, let's say, just for the sake of this mm-hmm. aspect of the conversation, I would rather live my life believing that God is going to answer it or is going to come to fruition instead of saying, it's like throwing the dice and saying, uh, sometimes he will, sometimes he right. won't. I would right. rather live my Amen. life believing Amen. that right. he is going to answer my prayer and that he is going to come through. Yeah. And, 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 and I believe that. I, yeah. I believe that, going back to the absolute truth of it, I believe he will and I believe he is coming through. It's just not always in my timing. It's not always in the way I I mm-hmm. understand it, and it's not all the way. And then I think some of it always goes back to what are we talking about, you know. Um, God hasn't promised me in the Word of God that I'm going to get a new job. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't promised me that, right. but He has promised me He's going to meet my need. That's right. And, 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 and that's what i got to focus on. Not that, that my, my idea is, is, God, is your will that I'm going to get this new job? Mm-hmm. Well, it may not be. You know, He has promised to meet my need. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just going to... Um, Part of growing my faith with him in the, in that respect of knowing that he's going to fulfill every promise is I have to trust him. Yeah. And, and trust is sometimes a, a big deal for people, and it has mm-hmm. been for me. And putting my trust in him means it's not just faith like I know your word says it. It is I have so much relationship with you that I am giving my heart and soul and saying, you have it all. I trust you with it. I trust you with my future and I trust you with all of that. So I I think trust and faith kind of. Right. And and sort of to what his point is (laughs) and and a more difficult part of it is not only do I trust you, but I trust you that it's going to look the way Mm. that it needs to look. Maybe not necessarily the way I want it to look at the end or, or, or the outcome that I want it to have, but whatever way is yeah. in your will and is, is in the way that you see best for me is, is how it's going to look at the end. And that's, 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 you know, it's difficult to get out of your mindset of, well, this mm-hmm. is the way I want it, you know, because you can, a lot of times we can convince ourselves that what we want is what God wants, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. it's not always the case. Well, uh, his ways are higher than ours, too. Absolutely. Crystal said, uh, I try to think about whatever I'm waiting on while wait, waiting to ask God uh, what I can learn from or waiting to ask God what I can learn from the waiting period and who I can share it with. Mm. And so that, that that's a lot of it too. I, that's a great point is that sometimes what I'm learning in that waiting period is what I'm ministering mm. to other people, mm-hmm. you know. And and I'll just say one final thing about kind of the uh, th- that whole thing because people get weirded out when... It, it, let me put it this way. I was going to say it a different way. I want to say it this way. <laughs> if I don't receive something from God... I would rather put that on me than put it on God. Mm. I would rather I would rather say 
that somehow either I didn't have enough faith or I didn't do something right or I didn't speak. Uh, you know, I, I, I was walking in unbelief or I was doing something stupid, whatever it may be. I mean, none of that stuff may be actually, but I would rather put that on me than put it on the fact that, oh, God just ain't coming through this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that he, he just don't care this time. Right. You know, I would much rather put it on me than put it on God. Mm-hmm. And because, first off, I believe that's absolutely the way it is. <laughs> you know, it's, right. it, well, if you think about it logically, who, who's likely to be more at fault? You know? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've stood in the way of a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, how, how are we looking with your notes? Did we yeah, follow them along good. pretty good? Yeah. You guys have anything else uh, Uh, you want to touch on? uh, Merritt said, uh, I'll give you just a little hint into like conversations we have before sermons. (laughs) So I said, so babe, what are you trying to accomplish today? She says, I'm trying to keep the church from getting sued and people not being mad. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you guys think? Which which is better? Which is better, faith or fear? Um, I'm going to go with faith. Faith? What are you going to pick? Yeah, after really thinking about it, <laughs> I guess faith. Yeah. Faith uh-huh. is better than I'll fear. I'll go with the crowd and faith. You know what we didn't, we just started talking, we didn't address the fact that... <laughs> the elephant in the, the room? The, the people, the, the, the different voices you're hearing or the different people that you're seeing. <laughs> that there's no Tyler. Um, I guess we should probably... Luke and Pastor yeah. now. So Tyler's no longer with us. Um, the plans are the, for the burial to be Saturday. No, no. Tyler, as obviously many of you know, is um, as soon as all this stuff is over, he's going to be going to a, di- a different opportunity to be a pastor. Unless we change and his mind. Unless we no, change uh, his we're, mind. We're working on it. And, and then so so from here on out, it's probably going to be the three of us on mm-hmm. this weekly podcast of... Unless I'm of, traveling internationally. Unless he's traveling internationally or, or uh, Lene has other Why are you plans. laughing? I don't know. <laughs> Like I just felt like you were saying, like, because I'm this big evangelist. <laughs> that's right. That's why. I, oh, okay. That's why I was saying it. <laughs> that's why I was laughing. And I don't want to give too much <laughs> hey, away. And why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't want to give too much away, but Lene and I have been talking behind the scenes about mm-hmm. some other stuff that we yes. are planning and we're talking about. So expanding beyond just this once a week podcast, uh, but this that we do plan on this to be Definitely a weekly. This. Yeah, once a week, a consistent, a consistent mm-hmm. weekly podcast, mm-hmm. sort of going into the sermon from the past Sunday. And we're definitely not saying it takes two people to replace Tyler. <laughs> definitely not saying that. <laughs> no, it just takes two people to keep me <laughs> in line. In line. <laughs> no, right, but well, we're excited about. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. We're excited about what where the table's headed. Um, we have, like he said, we have some thoughts, and we want to hear some other voices in the church. So. We're excited about that. And actually, so. too, I think something very important to, to note, uh, before when this has been going on, it's been from a desk. Today, we're from an actual table. <laughs> we're at, we're so at the table. We're at okay. a table. But yeah, so. we, we are interested to have other people involved yes. in some of this stuff. That You know, this podcast, for the most point, is probably going to look like this. Maybe not always. Maybe Fennel. Mm-hmm. He's got, Fennel. He's got yeah. phenomenal dreadlocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does. I would yes. love to hear some things from Fennel. All right, so do you, one of you want to pray us out maybe on what we talked about today Pastor with Cam. fear and you know, faith Cam. and all that stuff like that? I will. Uh, hey, thanks everybody for joining us for sure. And um, I, I'm sure you're going to do that at the end, but I, I won't get a chance to say that. <laughs> Lord, thank you today for um, giving us faith. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that that we we um, that fear is a part of the fall because... Uh, the, one of the very first things that you said, or one of the very th- things you addressed, is when man said we were afraid, and and so Lord, we we just pray that um, that today, that despite the circumstances, whether it's right now when things are crazy or just when when things are 
quote-unquote normal in our life that we will choose faith over fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are going to be those moments that we fear, but when we come to ourselves, like that prodigal son, when we come to ourselves, help us to realize it's better in the Father's house. Yeah. And, and in the Father's house, there isn't fear. Amen. In your house, there's provision. Thank you. In your house, there's love. In your house, there's compassion. In your place, there's everything that pertains to life. And so, Lord, help us to choose that. And help us not to stay in that foreign land of fear, but help us to come into your presence. And so, Lord, I pray that over everybody that's listening today, Lord. Lord, let let faith arise. Let faith dispel fear. And let fear be gone in the name of Jesus. We cast out fear and we call, call it to be gone. And we call for the power of the Holy Spirit to rule and to reign in every aspect and every way. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, like I said, you know, look for this to be pretty regular basis. We haven't exactly nailed down an actual day, the, the day or the time. <laughs> but once we get it all set, you know, expect it to be the same time every week, mm-hmm. and then the podcast to follow maybe the next day or so. But uh, again, thanks for uh, joining us. And you know, next time, feel free to you know, if you haven't joined in the conversation, please join in the conversation. We want to hear what you guys have to say or the things you guys want to talk about. Um, we would love to hear from you, but except um, for the people on iTunes, yeah, we're not gonna be able to say yeah, anything. You can, you can you just e- listen. You, you can email you listen us. Listen and listen good. E- email us. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Amen. That's it. All right. All right. You want to hit stop on that, yep. and I'll go hit stop on. That. All right. Bye.